Welcome to the Drug Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and tonight we're drinking Formula 86 Delayed Action Hangover Maker. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are starting our random month of Roald Dahl books, because... Why not? And we're starting with The Witches by Roald Dahl. Uh, if you don't know it, then your middle, your elementary school teachers really failed you. And well, everyone a, knows it from the old saying, witches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> it is a novel from 1983, which is a lot more recent than I thought it would be from, Yeah, me actually. too. I really thought it was the 60s, but... Because that's when all the other ones are from. And someone's going to start with a beer. This is Deep Cover by Interborough. This is a double dry hopped double IPA that is 8% alcohol. 16 ounces, 8% alcohol. That's like 1% per 2 ounces. <laughs> That's not very much. <laughs> That's nothing. You could just drink gallons of it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Ah, mm. this is nice. It's an IPA. Uh, I don't... It's... Yeah, that's how I would describe it. It really is... It very IPA like a new England, a modern one, a West Coast. Uh, I could it be halfway in between? I feel like I it could see be. Why not? Is it like sweet yeah. but a little bitter? Definitely a little bit of bitterness. Okay, yeah, I'd say more West Coast. It's a Midwest IPA. Midwest IPA, yeah. It's, so it's from Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, deep cover because the witches are in deep cover. As in, in disguise, wherever they live in the world. So the book starts with our main character, who actually doesn't have a name, I don't think, in the book. Nope. I don't remember having a name. Who it's is a boy. little boy. The boy. He's just a boy. He's the boy living in um, England, sort of, with his parents, and he has a strange Norwegian grandmother. And his parents die very quickly of something. They, like, they die of plot devices. Yeah, I forget how they die. A this cute is, car crash. Yeah. It's a very cute car crash. Like they hit a whole bunch of ponies. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> and uh, he, his parents die, and then his his Norwegian grandmother uh, is going to take care of him. But they have to go back to England for reasons stipulated in the will. So then she starts immediately telling him all the stories about the witches and how terrible witches are, and how witches are. Uh, they're bitches, really. They're just they're old, mean ladies who kill children. Would you this say is... that they like to crush, <laughs> kill, destroy children? <laughs> At least those three things. Probably many other things. This is Crush, Kill, Destroy, from also <laughs> from Interborough. It is an eight, it's a double India pale ale. It is also 8% and also 16 ounces. It's practically the same thing. It's just all sweet all the time, baby. It does have a slight, a slight bitter aftertaste, though. So mm. maybe they're, maybe these are kindred spirits. But mm. uh, it's very refreshing. So uh, the witches are um, well, sort of. It's a big departure from like the cartoon witch of you know the Wizard of Oz, broomsticks and black pointy hats. And Dahl just kind of made up a whole bunch of other crap for what a witch is. And it's a woman who has no hair or toes. So he's not a foot guy, probably. And they hate kids. And they have elaborate plans to just murder children. Yeah, They don't even eat them. They just do weird shit to them. Like really elaborate punked pranks. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, and they were actually, they very, I don't think there was any example of them actually killing the children themselves. 
they do something, they transform the child into something where if they if they really get, do it well by witch standards, the kid's parents will kill them, which is fucked up. Like they'll turn the kid into something that the parents will be like, oh, gross, and then they step on it. <laughs> like a mouse, as we're going to see. Yeah, later like, oh, that was your kid, you shitheads. There was one that they put the child into a painting. So the yeah. painting kept moving, but just the child, and it like aged over the years and eventually disappeared because they got old and died. It's the Dorian Gray move, you yeah. know, that old chestnut. Or the one where they turned into a chicken and they ate the eggs. So are they eating their own family members when they eat those eggs? I mean, I guess it depends on where you fall on the pro-choice, pro-life thing, if those count as a life. And you're like, well, it's... It's just a cluster of cells in that shell. I don't know if they're fertilized or unfertilized eggs. Exactly. I think they're un- <laughs> if they're fertilized, I don't think you can eat them, right? And then you have like chicken you can. bits it's in just, there. It's just, it's just still chunkier, probably. It's just like a, a, a very meaty omelet. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's fun to get like a chicken omelet and just be like, this is the whole life cycle of this creature. Well, that's the, uh, what's that, that Chinese food thing, the mother-child reunion? It's like the chicken and oh, fried God. egg dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's dark. That's a really fucked up name. Much like, like this, this whole book. book. Yeah. This book was, okay, so, I mean, we should talk about this more at the end, but I read this when I was in third grade. Me too. And I loved it. I don't think I've read it since then, and I read it, you know, just like a couple days ago, and I did not realize when I was in third grade how fucking weird this is. It is so strange. I mean, most adults wouldn't read this book, so yeah. Though I think everyone's in the world's most prominent memory of it is the movie with Angelica Houston. Which Roald Dahl said was, he's like, it sucked. He said it was like absolutely dreadful or something like that. He, he, he saw it, fine. and then he died a few months later. He's like, that was a piece of shit. He hated it. I mean, I thought it was. They also changed the ending. The book. They changed the ending in oh, a because very the ending big of this way. book is absurd in that one regard. Let's save that. Yeah, you know what we should do? I shouldn't save this. It's a beer because uh, uh, this is called One Wink. It's from Finback, and because the witches say shit to kids, but then they obviously don't mean it. So I would presume after they say it, they have one ostentatious wink. You know, they're like, "No, this won't turn you into a mouse." And then, He's acting out winking to those. I'm acting out a very, very big wink. The best way to do it in audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a wink. This is uh, an imperial stout with maple syrup. It is a 9.3% alcohol imperial stout with a uh, snacky stout with lactose and maple syrup that is quite old at this point. <laughs> it's so old. It's from 2019. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're so, recording this in 2020. You're not going to hear it until 2021. So it's not that old when you're hearing it. It's it's only 10 months old when I'm drinking. I mean, you can't buy it. You couldn't buy it now without a recording, but whatever. It's stout. It's aged. Yeah. And it's uh, it's very nice. It's, um, you know, the, the, the pastry stout thing is, is uh, fucking beautiful. And this is a great one. It's not the best one that's come out of Finback because they put out so many. And if you listen to our War and Peace one... You'll, you'll know which one was the best, which I really hope they bring that back one day. Um, but this is quite good. I mean, the maple syrup is in there. It's quite it's nice. Usually you can't even have that. It's always, I'm always sad. Yeah, it's always a, it's like a whisper of it, like a queef of maple syrup, and that's it. Like they made it near a maple tree. Yeah. The official tree of New York State, by the way, gentlemen. It's an educational podcast. <laughs> okay. We are in the educational category. That is a true statement. 
So uh, we should say that these beers are brought to us by our pals over at Patreon, who are just the opposite of witches. These are people who have decided they are independently wealthy and they give money to this podcast and get all sorts of cool things in return, like early access by two weeks to our episodes, uh, to vote in our monthly book poll, shout outs, and even access to exclusive content that you can only get if you, if your you know, T-Rex arms could reach all the way down into your pockets and pull out your credit card. And other things too, like the beverage vessel I'm using, the Drunk Guys Book Club official pint glass, you get one of those too if you become a patron. So head on over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club if you're interested in that. I'm still trying to think of what the opposite of a witch would be. I can't think of anything. Um Mitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Double double you back <laughs> upside down. Um so she tells about the witches and all these things, and he's she's like, Oh, grandmama, that's so strange. And then she says something with a weird whatever a Norwegian accent sounds like, and she probably had like, pickled herring burps. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just is, is that it? Is that right? That's yeah. what reaching people sound like. Yeah, between puffs on her black cigars. She's yeah. just pumping that into that kid's mouth this whole time. Yeah, he would die of like secondhand smoke lung cancer. At one point she's smoking the cigar and she inhales it and it says she inhaled it into her lungs. That's not how you smoke cigars. That makes you throw up hard I've done that once. That makes you throw up oh my god bad. Unless you're like, I guess a Norwegian grandmother, and you could stomach it somehow. They're they're tough, you know. They're, it's cold. They're, they makes you tough. Anyway, it turns out that grandma, when she was younger, when she was a young woman, she was a witch hunter. So she knows all about witches. Oh, and she's missing a thumb, isn't she? Yeah, because a witch cut it off. So she tells uh, the boy, you know, her grandson that she's now taking care of about witches, and so he's now like freaked out about them but since they're real i guess that's still rational um anyway one day he is you know they're back in england uh he is playing in a tree house and a woman walks by and just like stares at him stares up at the tree house so he's freaked out and won't come home uh, or won't won't get down and he realizes oh no that was definitely a witch she tries to get him she like, has to talk him to talk him into like I'll give you candy or something. Right? I need to you to find my puppy. Or yeah, they use all the same t- tactics that a rapist would use. Yeah, yeah. I she think might not have been be a witch in this back <laughs> of my van. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the witches also have a uh, long fingernails, like they're long curved nails, like the Guinness World Record holders, and they just oh, wear yeah. gloves to hold to cover them up. And I was wondering how does that cover them up? Maybe in 1983 it was much more acceptable to wear, you know elbow length gloves <laughs> they just tuck them in <laughs> maybe they're all fingerless uh, gloves i thought they How had they more not like break off it was more like a, i was picturing more like a like claws like a dog has yeah but something. even if it was that nails i, I feel like gloves wouldn't cover them very easily though they also have like enormous no i guess only the grand witch has the giant nose right so she no they all covers do it. they just they all have big nostrils for yeah for, for smelling children because children smell like dog shit one of my favorite lines in the book that I did highlight when that later on with the grand hand witch and she's like, children are smelling of dog droppings. And then it says, poo, cried the audience. <laughs> poo, poo, poo. Yes, that, that's what it is. Real subtle. You know, it's a kid's book. You really got to. <laughs> could drive that point home. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, do dog's droppings. What does that mean? Oh, poo. Okay. 
it's like nine O's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's almost like a ghost talking about it. Like, he took a poo. <laughs> <laughs> the witches are also bald, completely bald, but they have very nice wigs. But they like, their heads are always itchy because of the wigs. So they are always scratching their head. I feel like that's a very easy problem to solve, especially if this has been a centuries-old problem. Like, put like an And they have layer, fucking layer magic. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, their magic is kind of limited to just doing things to kids. It's not like Harry like Potter clergy. magic. Yeah. Yeah. They're like priests. <laughs> like, he, she can't, like, teleport. I don't know what witches do. She, <laughs> she can only do, any, she can only do pranks. Spells. Only do she, pranks to kids. She can turn you into a newt. You won't get better. And you won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, in the most amazing coincidence in literature, that's the, big. The, the boy, <laughs> it is, that it is, but I'm the really boy a better one. <laughs> and ridiculous. the gra- grandma and the boy, they decide to go to, on a vacation to a big hotel in the south of England, and they're just kind of like hanging out, and the boy has brought his two little pet mice named... William and Mary, uh, and he is just kind of like walking around the hotel, and he happens to like look into like this big like room where there are a bunch of where a bunch all the old ladies there are. No, it's a an meeting. empty room because he's trying to teach his oh, fucking right. teach them to do circus um, tricks. He's trying to teach them to do circus tricks, foreshadowing that he wants them to do tightrope walking. So he's like holding a string and coaxing the mouse across by a piece of a Ritz cracker or something. So then he goes into the empty room. And then the empty room is the big ballroom, and then the ridiculous coincidence happens. It turns out it's the worldwide meeting. No, it's not the worldwide. It's just the nationwide meeting of all the witches in England hosted by the Grand Vizier, whatever her name is, the Grand High Dragon Witch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Great great Cyclops. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which, who's... Anyway, so it turns out like all the witches in England, including the head witch of the entire world, is right there in the hotel. And in the Sheraton the boy, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> real real classy place. You know, I stayed I stayed in a hotel in England a few years ago in Southampton. And they don't have air conditioning over there. And it, the lamest thing that the air, they clearly Americans were used to air conditioning there. And it was fucking July. So it was hot as Satan's cock. <laughs> and they're like on a, on a warm day, like Satan's cock at the equator. And then, and they're like, here's a cool tip. Put a fan on and then put a bucket of ice in front of the fan. I was like, this country fucking blows. This is the, <laughs> it's why we started you, our own country. No wonder you lost your empire. You suck, dude. Your empire was nothing but hot countries, and this is the best you came up with. Fucking terrible land. I'm glad the witches were killing their children. <laughs> Honestly, so is probably the rest of the world. It means they won't get conquered. My father-in-law, who was traveling with us, he he's the one that noticed that stupid card. He's like, uh, my hot tip is they should go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, here's my cool tip. Go fuck yourself. And he wrote that on a card and like just put it in the suggestion box. <laughs> and he's from a country in the Caribbean. <laughs> like, he should be used to the heat. <laughs> well, they also probably have things that make it not hot because they realize a bucket in front of some fan <laughs> isn't getting the job done. I feel like that's how air conditioning worked 
during the Roman times. Yeah. <laughs> Nero had that. Person with a big leaf. <laughs> uh, good times, England. All right. So it's an amazing coincidence. And then they all pile into the room and then unnamed child hides behind it. it, it, it it's like behind my, a projector my, screen. I was picturing like, um, like one of those like fold up, you know, lady gets undressed behind it screens like that you a see Japanese, in movies. A Japanese silk screen kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know why that's what it came to mind. I mean, it's something. It's just some movable wall. But he's just hiding behind there and he's like, oh man, I'm trapped in here with a bunch of old ladies. That's not going to be a problem. Definitely. So he immediately notices that one of them has to like scratches under her wig. Clearly was under her hair. Like, so it was actually a wig. She lifted it up to scratch like, oh my God, these are witches. Oh no. Anyway, so in, in the next 20% of the book, or a really long portion of the book, it's just the grand head witch, grand high witch, just describing her plan to kill all the children in England. Anyway, it's a short book, so it actually wasn't that long of a section, but it really was quite substantial. So her plan, using the witch's unlimited money, is to have all the witches purchase sweet shops to lure in all the children and like oh don't worry about the chi- don't worry about the money we've got the money so they're gonna they're going to made money is her little joke because they have they're making counterfeit bills ah oh yeah and clearly at this point in british history in roald Dahl's universe the bucket family has just run the wonka factory into the ground and <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, they I just, don't know if they contain a shared universe, but that's an interesting, interesting thought. Huh? Never thought about that. Right, yeah, they're all those, those, <laughs> those poor fucking idiots <laughs> inherited a chocolate factory. Like we just want meth, and they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they fucked it up. <laughs> Stay tuned for that episode, <laughs> or maybe it came out. No, it didn't come out the yet. First one. It's coming out later, unless we change our mind. In which case, it's not. It in which matter. case. <laughs> oh, precisely. Uh, okay, so the plan is for all the witches to purchase sweet shops and then to put in uh, in the candy that they sell the special magical fit potion thing, but it only takes a little bit, of, of that the Grand High Witch calls Formula 86 Delayed Action Mouse Maker. Which uh, is some, like, special thing that the Grand High Witch invented in, with magic, you know. Not with science, but with magic. And then this this is so potent that that only one, it only takes one drop. But it does it, but it's delayed action, so it doesn't turn you into a mouse right away. Just long enough, it'll do it at exactly 9 a.m. the next day or something Well, whatever you set the alarm clock for. (laughs) Because one of the ingredients is an alarm clock in the potion. That's, that's how chemistry works, definitely. It was also uh, the wrong end of a telescope to make them shrink. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then the plan is to you know, put it in all the sweets that the kids eat, and those, they all turn into mice. But because they're mice, their parents will freak out and just go like, ew, mouse, and like squish them. And that as a demonstration, the Grand High Witch has invited the fattest kid at the hotel to the room, enticing him with, with, with chocolate. Do you notice that like f- fat kids are like a thing that Roald Dahl shits on a lot? Yeah, I definitely. He really hates fat kids. Almost as much as he hates something else, but. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as he hates fat 
certain type of kids. <laughs> That's the worst of all worlds. How many latkes did that kid eat? <laughs> a whole latke. <laughs> a whole latke of them. Uh, so this kid whose name is <laughs> whose name is not Augustus Galoop is in fact Bruno. Bruno Jenkins. <laughs> Bruno, not Bruno Mars, <laughs> like the candy, but Bruno Jenkins. <laughs> I was really thinking Leroy Jenkins the yeah. whole book. <laughs> I mean, when you said that, I thought that was what the thing was. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, is it really that? But I was like, oh, right. <laughs> if you don't know who Leroy Jenkins is, that's like old internet meme it is. before memes were a thing. Was that pre-YouTube? Uh, maybe actually, not. Maybe yes. the beginning of it YouTube. Might be. It was yeah. a pre-YouTube shit. All right. Might have been on Dailymotion. <laughs> it's like New Grounds. Oh, World Star Hip Hop. Oh, I don't man. know if that would go on World Star. <laughs> Not enough of uh, women tearing their hair out of each other's heads or cocks falling out of pants. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> fuck it. Pants. That's the plural. Like, a pants is one. Like, I have a <laughs> pair. Of, like, like, one pants. Pluper, plu, plu plural. <laughs> Suplurulative. <laughs> Suplurulative. That's a great name for, like, a, a bunch of English teachers who have a band. <laughs> so, Bruno Jenkins, the f- greediest shit, and the, and the witch is, like, She's like, she promised him a whole bunch of chocolate, basically. And this kind of reminds me of Augustus Gloob and from Matilda, the fat kid who eats the cake and then the Miss Trenchbolt makes the kid eat the cake, rest of the cake in front of the school and then humiliates him. That is a, that is a thing for a Roald doll. Yeah. He's not into chubby, chubbies. So Leroy Jenkins turns into a mouse because she literally like grab. He shows up at the appointed time, and instead of giving him chocolate, they literally grab him and dump a whole bottle of no, no, no. Uh, d- mouse maker down his throat. Oh, no, no. He, they she just, had already given it to him, right? He had eaten right, the candy. They, they give the, the main kid. The, yeah, when the, they catch the, him. The, yes. that, that happens at a second. Yeah. yeah. The book is like 11 pages. It's very soon. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, so, so, uh, this is Jenkins kid. He turns into a mouse and everyone's like, Oh, it worked out so well. Isn't that great? And then, but then they start to, but then a witch starts to smell something like, what is that? Oh my God. It's dogs droppings. Poo. <laughs> and, um, narrator child is thinking, Oh, good thing. I haven't bathed in a week. They <laughs> might not smell me. And earlier on, there's a part where the old, I, mean, I don't know what this, I, maybe in addition to having interesting thoughts on the Jewish people, Roald Dahl didn't think highly of Norwegians because <laughs> the grandmother said she only bathed once a month at best. And she encouraged and the, all children to do so, so that witches wouldn't find them. But he's, he's, he's like, oh, thank God I'm dirty. But they sniff him out anyway. With their exceptionally large noses. <laughs> oh, shit. And financial skill. <laughs> With their money printing operation and big noses. Coincidence? I thought Nate said the biggest coincidence was that they were at the same hotel. <laughs> I stand corrected. No, it's this international cabal that's ruining uh, the civilization. So, so the, it's just a veiled, like, it's Rothschild fucking conspiracy book. <laughs> it, has a diff- it, it has a different timbre these days. Okay. So they turn the main character into a mouse. I had a beer for that. They grab him, and they he tries to run away, but they've locked the door, and they they the, all the old bitches grab him finally, and they're like, "Oh, he smells so bad!" And then they pinch his nose and make him drink the whole fucking bottle of the shit, which you only need one drop of to turn into a mouse, like the next day. 
So he instantly feels in his belly a warm glow. And <laughs> I'm not sure I describe it as that, but okay. <laughs> well, he feels it's like hot, sharp pains in his stomach, like he has the poops. This is called warm glow. It's a double IPA from Finback. It's nine percent alcohol and it's uh, brewed with citron Nelson or dry excuse me, dry hop with citron Nelson, Belma, and 007. I mean, it is. When you said those together, I thought you said citronella. And I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Should keep away mosquitoes. <laughs> and this is dang as fuck. God damn, is it good? Okay. So then he feels a warm glow and he immediately turns into a mouse. And then the dumb witches, instead of saying, like, go kill that mouse because it's a kid, they're like, fuck it. Let that mouse just get killed or die of, you know, mouse death in eight hours when they would normally would have died anyway. <laughs> and then he runs but away. Magically, the main character, he, even though he's now a mouse, he still, like, is sentient. Or conscious, he maintains you know, his like a, human abilities of thought, yeah. not of mm-hmm. reaching doorknobs. And no, but <laughs> can think and can talk also. But anyway, runs into the kitchen where one of the cooks chops off his tail. That's much later. First, he goes. He has to convince Grandma that it's him, and conveniently, oh, really? no. he could still speak. So. He's that like, helped. He's like, hey, it's me. And she's like, oh, fucking witches. And he and also then, br- he brings Bruno with him because Bruno was just like, whatever, I'm a mouse. I can eat stuff still. And she finds him. He finds him eating a fish paste sandwich. What the fuck is that? I, I don't know what that That's is. That's some I, British shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, fish is okay, but can you make it into like something I can spread? I think it's, I think it's probably like a... I mean, this Would you say that it's, it's locks? Which has dropped locks. <laughs> <laughs> they had locked the doors and the kids couldn't escape. I, at this point in the book, I honestly couldn't re- I c- remember what happened to Bruno Jenkins that I thought it was going to be like, oh, that's just another random mouse because it's a, and, and the mouse is eating garbage off the floor. Like, no, no, it's just Bruno Jenkins is fat kid extraordinaire. He just loves that now like a cookie is the size of his body and he, he's living the life. His lifespan is about as long. Especially because he's a mouse that has gout. So he's <laughs> <laughs> not going to live very long. So eventually convinces grandma very, very quickly. And she's like, oh, pff, all right. Okay, fine. Whatever. Give me a cigar. And then very e- the, uh, the, the coincidences keep on coming. He realizes, oh, shit. The Grand High Witch had told the geriatric witches to come to her room and she would give them ready-made bottles of the mouse maker and uh, you know the able-bodied witches can go with themselves and collect grundle eggs which is, <laughs> must be the british word for dingleberry because <laughs> a grundle is another word for taint yeah for those of you who don't know what a grundle is you have one you just didn't know it and uh they, and he's like wait a second her room grundle is the eggs. room right below our room so uh they find out that the witch is in the room directly beneath them because why wouldn't it be and they lower him in like a half knitted sock to go to her balcony. Because she's co- a grandma, she knits, as apparently all grandmas do. Especially in Norway, where they just have all they do is do that and wait for the six months of darkness that come. <laughs> and then he uh, goes into her room. She's left the doors wide open because you know she wants to smell dog droppings. And he finds that she's hidden the bottles. It's ridiculous. She's cut open the mattress and hid the bottles 
in the mattress, and he uses his mouse skills to chew through it and get one bottle because they now have a plan. They're going to take the bottle and they're going to poison the witches with it and uh, quite literally give them a taste of their own medicine. Mm. But he gets interrupted because all of a sudden the door opens and that fucking witch walks right in. But he, I forget how, but somehow manages to escape. So as the old ladies are coming in, they're kind of like distracted, I think, and he just runs past them. Yeah, but he's, he's got this bottle of medicine that's bigger than him. How does he, like, get that out subtly? I don't quite... That isn't... He's a mouse that can talk and has opposable thumbs. Yeah, but that's believable. Uh, what I mean is, how <laughs> can a mouse a tiny backpack. carry this thing <laughs> that's bigger than him? I was, just, I was picturing like a little... That's like, where the book lost me. ...trial-sized Listerine bottle or something. Like, it's a small thing. Yeah, that's why she had a whole lot of small bottles so she could, like, you know, palm it like a vial of crack. And put it in your asshole if you have to. She could boof it. So for whatever reason, he sneaks it out. Maybe he's scared. Maybe they're like, oh, it's a mouse. And then they don't connect. Like, hey, didn't that mouse just leave a minute ago? That was really a kid. Actually, there were two of them, but one was just morbidly obese. And then he runs out. Do you think the mouse is also fat? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it only seems fair. They're like, oh, my God, it's a guinea pig. Oh, no, it's just a really fucking fat mouse. That'd be a big well, mouse. when... When uh, when okay, when the boy gets back, and then the grandma at and the dinner dining room wants to give back Bruno to his parents. She had the kid was in her handbag just with like cookies, and they bring it back, and he's like the fattest mouse anyone's ever seen. Oh yeah, so he's a fat mouse, or he got he he got he eats so much that he became fat within two hours of becoming a mouse. Also, when they're talking to, I think they're talking to his. His parents, they're talking about their child. Like, he suffers from overeating, and then he suffers from wind. You should hear him after supper. He sounds like a brass band, but a good dose of castor oil soon puts him right again. This kid's butthole must be just ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a chapped mess. Well, it's because he's been eating a full English breakfast seven times a day, which is... Like he has a, a hobbit meal. diet. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't have the metabolism of a hummingbird like hobbits somehow did. <laughs> their way goes uh, to their feet. <laughs> it's all, all in hair, foot hair production. <laughs> so the, the Mr. Jenkins... Uh, so the grandma is like, hey, I have to... T- it, it, it's a really weird conversation, actually. It's like, I need to tell you about your kid. And they're like, oh, what did he do? Did he eat your kid? And then she's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> Not again, Junior. But then she's like... No, your son's here. It's a mouse. And instead of talking like, hey, yeah, I'm actually a mouse, the first time he's so busy eating like he had his mouth full of cookies. He <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell him later. And then they get all mad and they storm off. And she's like, I tried to tell you. But except he's Norwegian, which in my head is the same thing as Swedish. And he's like, I tried to tell you. Bork, and bork, bork. She, <laughs> yeah. She's the Swedish chef. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Prove me wrong, people of Norway. <laughs> One of her patrons is from a Scandinavian country, but I don't think it's, I think it's Denmark, I want to say. I have no idea. Which in my head, same fucking thing. And so, uh, except they didn't give in to the fucking Nazis as quickly as, as the Norwegians did. Yeah, but they have Legos. Yeah. Uh, pretty damn close, though. No, the Den- the Danish uh, monarch, like, helped, helped the Juden. He, uh... No, but didn't they get taken over by the Nazis right away? Well, they didn't really have much of a chance, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> What's the Danish army? Just a, just a bunch of old bread. 
a bunch of fucking Danish Vikings. <laughs> Danish. Yeah. <laughs> or they're or they're Vikings, but they're still in their long ships and swords. <laughs> Didn't the, the the king of of uh, Denmark like wear the gold the Jewish star on his clothes? Or is that like a myth? I have no idea. I don't know fucking anything about Denmark except Legoland is there. That's all you need to know. I think that's like a legend. I, I've heard that. I don't, I've heard that they, like when they were taken over and they're like, all the Jews got to wear this thing. The king of Denmark was like, I'll do it too. We should all do it. Fuck them. Which I don't know how true that is. That could be totally made up by some fucking lame Danish guy. It's like, no, no, we're, we're relevant. We were hip. We the were hip Danish to it. tourism ministry. Come visit us, please. <laughs> anyway. Bruno Jenkins' parents were like, fuck you, Granny. And then she's like, well, I tried. I don't care. He could keep living in my pocketbook, eating the crumbs in there. We're going to sit in the hotel restaurant and poison those goddamn witches. And so she sends narrator boy into... Is he the narrator? Is it third person? I think he's... I don't remember. The main character, kid, whatever the fuck his name is. I hate when they don't have a name. It's like Fight Club. And he sends him into the this kitchen. It's essentially the same story as Fight Club, too. It is, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I am, I am Jack's mouse tail. <laughs> so, I am Bruno's he, chapped butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Bruno rips a big beefer, and he's like, I am, I am <laughs> Jack's utter lack of surprise. <laughs> So he runs into the kitchen, and he's like, luckily, the entire kitchen staff is shouting plot devices, and they're like, we're making this whole soup just for the big party. He's like, I'll pour it in the soup. Perfect. And he pours it in the soup. (laughs) And they're like, put that in one special pot right over there, because why not? I could feel that. It is a big pot of soup for one group. But they were still making soup for other people. No, this was the soup just for them. They specified that at some point when they said, like, no one else has this soup tonight. This soup is just for witches. Or the kid does not care about collateral damage, you know. It's the greater good. Some mice gotta get got. (laughs) So, of course, then he drops the entire contents of the bottle into the pot of soup and, uh, and then as soon as it's done... Then some chef is like, oh, fuck, it's a mouse. And then I was trying to read this really fast, and I just want you to imagine how funny this looks if you're not paying attention to the line that says, I ran up the trouser leg of one of the cooks and clung to his sock. If you're not, if you say that fast and you trip up a little bit, it's a very, very different story. (laughs) Oh, but like the next part, it says, I was in the middle of the man's trousers now. In the place yeah, where the two trouser warm. legs meet and the zip begins, it was dark and awfully hot in there. Yeah, he's got some sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's uh, cooking in a kitchen full of fire. He's got probably some really bad swamp taint. I, hey, the cook shouted, Jeepers Creepers, he's got up my trouser. Hold on, boys, I'll get him this time. And, the, and then the and guy's then like, man, there's some grundle legs in here. <laughs> 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 oh, they hatched. So then... Uh, he rises up the guy's pants, sees more than he needs to. <laughs> he and is then, still like a 10-year-old boy at this point. And, and then all of the other guys, they're like, Smacking take off dick. your pants. <laughs> We're in a kitchen. <laughs> Let's take off your pants and kill that mouse. Because that's, that's, that's a story that's been told many times in many civilizations. And he pulls on the pants, but as he's doing it, the kid runs out like the other side of the pants or something. And then they're like, God damn it, that was just your little penis tickling you again, or whatever this. 
And then uh, he runs out and he sneaks back into grandma's bag. And then they watch the witches eat the soup. And then they turn into mice. Because they all had, you know, 500 doses. So they just, they just turn into mice immediately. It's not delayed action. It just happens right away. So they all turn into mice. And then, and then everyone's like, look at all these mice. Better kill them. Like they just missed mice, the part. Like, <laughs> like the, the whole kitchen staff runs out of the kitchen wielding whatever they have. So there's like a guy with a steak knife and a guy with a cast iron skillet or something. They're and they're just, just smashing bludgeon and chop up the mice to pieces <laughs> and, and while other people are sitting around like hmm i hope they bring more bread in. <laughs> <laughs> they are english it'd be very impolite to make a scene i do say this is quite unusual but then they you know the grandma's like to bruno's parents hey look all he'll turn into mice here's your kid and the fat mouse is like i'm fat and they're like it is our son <laughs> feed me <laughs> And they're like, think of all the money we'll save on food. I need my insulin, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to scale that down to a mouse's size. Shit. And then they're like, what are we going to do with him? And he's like, uh, he's a mouse now forever. Or for like a year. Sorry. No. Maybe. Oh, Because yeah. they don't know. They don't know, like, yeah, I don't know. is he going to have a boy's lifespan? Is he going to be an 80-year-old mouse? Or is he going to be a mouse forever? We don't ever know. That was one of the, there's a lot we said it, we already said at the beginning it's a dark fucking book the darkest part i thought was that conversation with the grandma how old do you think how old am i going to live grandma and she says well sonny uh i've been reading about mice bo- little boys that been turned into mice <laughs> we don't ask Jeeves. I've determined <laughs> well, that was 1983 she went to like the encyclopedia britannica <laughs> I've determined that you'll probably live about three times longer than a normal mouse. So probably about nine years. And then the boy says, that's great, Grandma, because I wouldn't want to live longer than you're going to live. (laughs) And he's like, you're going to live nine years, right? And she's like, hopefully. She said as she puffed on a fistful of cigars. (laughs) And she's already 86. So uh, that was... Very dark. Like, whoa. And then they just move on. Well, they decide to become witch-killing vigilantes going from town to town because in the Grand High Witch's stuff, they found, like, her Rolodex of all the witches. No, no. What the fuck fuck was it? Well, um... Wait. Well, they did find the the address. What what the Grand High Witch's address. They got that. No, they got that. The grandma calls up the chief of police in whatever shithole in England they were in. And oh, she yeah. pretends, and she's like, I am the chief of police of Norway. It's like, That's and we're a thing. investigating <laughs> that crazy mouse thing that happened. Can you tell me the lady's name? And the guy's like, dude, the Swedish chef just asked for help. <laughs> so let me give her the address. And then he gives her the address for the, the witch's house, which just so happens to be in Norway. And then they're going to go there and turn all oh, those witches right. yeah, yeah. into mice. Because they're like, w- the formula for mouse maker is really simple. It's basically water and a clock. And uh, then it's also uh, the wrong mouse tails fried in hair oil, mice oh, fried in frog juice, and a bunch of other weird things. So like, we'll make our own batch and we'll turn the mice, the, the bitches into I mean, mice. You could just use like fucking cyanide, but you know, whatever. And then. We'll get a lot of cats, and we'll, and that's what will take care of the mice. Because you wouldn't want to just leave like, them as mice. Super smart mice with magic skills, you know, just wandering around. So 
We'll just get a bunch of cats. We'll teach those cunts to be afraid of some pussy. That's <laughs> what she really... <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, and they're like, cool, let's do it. And that's... Hopefully we honest. both live. <laughs> yeah, we'll live long enough to kill a bunch of them. Let's not get anyone else in our plan. Just a really... Uh, uh, an old as fuck woman and a mouse boy. Just two people who are going to be dead soon. They got nothing to lose, man. They have a lot to lose if they both die. It's like the plot of the Expendables. (laughs) (laughs) It's just much lower stakes. (laughs) Did you see the Expendables? Well, weren't they picking? I did actually a long time ago, but they were like, no, they're mercenaries. You're thinking of Suicide Squad. Oh, right, maybe I am. Suicide Squad. They're well, not the movie because it. But I wanted to commit suicide after watching it because that movie was so. Oh yeah, that was the worst I ever saw. Uh, So that's how it ended. I read this in like Nate did in third grade, except when I was in third grade, third grade wasn't a new invention. And uh, <laughs> they go up to three now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and I don't remember. Maybe it could be a lot of things, but this just this is no fucking way. Third grade classrooms would be like, let's read this book. Plenty of kids do, I'm sure. But there's no way a school would be like, let's read this book as a class. Let's deal with the fallout of some of this books, shit. Roll doll books as a class? At all? Like, yeah. Today? Uh, I like, it's, like, it's like a learning I, thing. Like, the teacher walks through. Like, I, I don't remember them being, ever doing a roll doll. Like, they're always available to kids. But as a class book, they always had, like, some, some bullshit. Like Island of the Blue Dolphin. I, I, think, I, think, I think I did. I think one of my elementary school teachers did. Mm. We, I, I know for one. a fact we read this as a class because we did a big project on it. And our project was we had to write a sequel, you know, little uh, book based on uh, the country, like which, which countries did they go to next? And it had to be a country that it was a geography lesson. It was kind of like, it was kind of like a family history slash geography slash literature thing. Cause it was like, which country is your family from? That's the country the witches go to write a story and make a little book about that. And I still have it. <laughs> Really? My, well, when my parents moved, they're like, here's a whole bunch of shit we saved. And they gave it to me. And that where, was in there. Where did like, your oh, witch so family sentimental. go? Uh, they went to the Czech Republic because we're fucking Polak adjacent. So, <laughs> you know, it's more fine tuned. It wasn't just like figure out a story. You had to like find like what's one meal that they eat that they could poison the witches with. And Nothing I can find, spell like, and fucking check. Yeah. It's like something probably pork based. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what I And a mediocre beer. <laughs> yeah, just because we have a like a Czech name, I don't know shit about those people. Do you know Ahoy is hello in Czech? That's fucking goddamn really a landlocked lang- little country <laughs> of pirates. <laughs> 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 they really are Polish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, I know we read it in class, but I remember when I did this. This is to, to date myself a little. When I did this, the Czech Republic was a new country. We're like. Oh, it's no longer Czechoslovakia. That's crazy. I have to need to go to the world book in the back of our classroom and find some shit out. <laughs> and, and and at the time, they were like, on December, th- it was it was like in the future, because the book was already a couple years old, and I guess they'd already, I don't really know the history of the Czech Republic, but in the future, they're going to split into two countries. And it was like on New Year's Eve of like 92 or 93, somewhere around there. Hmm. So it's like, oh, that just happened. I just fucking learned how to pronounce Czechoslovakia, and that's not even a thing now? So that's my experience with the book. <laughs> yeah, Roald Dahl uh, made wrote this book, and it was weird for a kid's book. I mean, he 
His, a lot of his books have to deal with, you know, the punishment of weird children. I think what he thinks of as bad children, diso- you know, which includes things like disobedient, but also lazy and gluttonous. Certain children that he's chosen <laughs> are... <laughs> the chosen ones, yeah. yeah. I mean, when we made some jokes, and I, the, the spoiler thing is that he said some horrifically anti-Semitic things in his personal life. I didn't get any of that in the book. No, no. It's not there. No, definitely not. Which, I guess we couldn't... We, who should read this book is always one of our questions. I have a kid. She's not, you know, she can, like, can't, like, shit the toilet yet. So she's not reading any books. But I, well, there's no reason why I would, like, shelter her from this book. I'm like, no, don't read that book. It's a bad one. Fuck, it's a great book. Kids love this book. Yeah, I loved it when I was and a kid. I, and understandably. I did too. But now reading it as an adult, it is so strange. Like, I was pretty surprised at how strange it was. Even though parts of it were very familiar, I was like, Really? This, anyway. Well, the big change from this and the movie also we mentioned before is that at the movie, he turns back into a kid because that ending's super fucking mm-hmm. weird. The one that Roald Dahl said was, quote, utterly appalling. I found the... That's how he felt about it. He really the wanted the kid to die at the end. Soon. Well, you know what? I think something about Roald Dahl's books, and maybe, I'm going based on memory more than and research at this point because this is our first one he didn't need he didn't feel the need to have his books have a perfectly happy ending no that there could certainly. be it could be bittersweet and there could be some like compromising made that the kid's like oh i'm not a mouse i'm a mouse that sucks i'm gonna die in eight months but i don't have to do homework but i mean the rest of it was essentially the same uh the movie versus the book i mean i don't know how the performances were i've not seen the movie in 20 years it's it's, years. it's campy but I don't think they changed anything else, really. Well, they added, like, Rowan Atkinson gets high billing, and he, I assume he plays, like, the maitre d' guy at the hotel. Yeah. Who is in one passage of the book. So they well, probably he's added good more of him. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> maybe Roald Dahl felt that that was adding dumb bullshit to his story that didn't need to be there. That, I, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, really I, know. Maybe he was just a fucking curmudgeon. He did have a lot of stuff where he, like, he started off, he wanted to be a. Uh, an author for adults, and he's written a bunch of adult short stories and a you know, book or two. We've done one. The Lamb to, the, lamb slaughter. to the Slaughter. Yeah, yeah we did that. Uh, and he felt kind of like, at times, like kind of pissed that he was just a kid's author. He was just like, ah, fuck, all right, I'll read these kids' books. Because he made bank. He's just a big, you know, old, cranky, six and a half foot tall Welsh man. <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of a it's dick. Like, I'm too tall to fuck these sheep. <laughs> They won't stay on the stool. I have to stack them up. It's like a, like a totem pole. Um, I think who should read this book? Obviously, children should read this book. Sure. Um, if you've never read and, it, you and can I, shit I, it out in an hour. Yeah. I, I read it as a grown-up. I thought it was fun. I liked it. It was a fun book. I think it's unfortunate. I think I'm not, I, I don't really know exactly what gets taught to third graders these days. Yeah, I but no I idea. bet the shit that they read is less dark than this. And there might be valid reasons for that, you know, like shelter kids from the horrible realities of the world and stuff. Getting turned into mice. But it's also a fantasy book. So, I mean, this is they're not going to the get turned into mice. Oh, sure. Yeah, that, those, those are way better. Dog shit. So we'll probably do to do another one of those soon. I don't want to. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We don't need to. Fuck them. I think it's a fine book. And I, I think it's unfortunate that... If because it is so dark and weird, it doesn't get kids don't get exposure to it, but I'm sure they do. It's very popular. 
I'm sure plenty of kids read it if they don't. They may not read it in school for like a specific class, but I'm sure that plenty of kids who read will get it. Yeah, it's still uh, worth accustomed to it. I think, and it will, I will revisit this, I guess, at the end of the month, but him being an asshole didn't make me feel any different about this book, honestly. No, yeah. This is another, another complex, you know, do you separate the art from the artist? But he's I think just, he, reads, always. he likes fun kids' books. So Yeah, it's a great book. When my kid's old enough, I'll, I'll gladly buy it for her to read it. Yeah, you know? I grew up in Roald Dahl books. It was all these all the time. I read them over and over again. Yeah, they're great. Nate couldn't wait for the next one to come out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And don't wait until your little mouse heart gives out. Leave us a review now. Just uh, round up to five stars if you can. Because that really will help us dramatically. And if you would like to do more than that, head on over to our Patreon and give us money to keep doing this. Which would really would appreciate it. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.